Recorded live. Ed, we got you. Yep, I'm here. And had a little thing to take care of. I only just got to do a couple seconds ago, so that's the reasons for the late show. Didn't even get a chance to post about it again. So uh, either way, I can post the link to the show. So everybody can give it a quick listen. So, that'll work, what do you think? Yep. Oh, what a day, what a day. So behind on everything, it's not even funny. <laughs> so, uh, IFL Draft. That's the whole purpose of this show. There's no reason to get out there and ramble on about everything, because we're going to have much to talk about as it is. We'll keep it to the topic at hand. So, uh, as everybody knows, it's eight picks per round. And if you know your math, and you can look at the draft board, you'll see we're up to 40-plus members. So, as of right now, we are at a five-round uh, draft. I'd say that's pretty impressive. Yep. So, instead of when we first started discussing this and putting this together, uh, we were all hoping we could at least get to the two, three rounds, but we'd have been happy. We're up to five, and guys still have week and a half get applications in. What's that on here? What you said? So we all wanted to get to about a two, three round draft, and we're already at a five round draft. Mm-hmm. A week and a half yet to get more and more applications in. It's going to be fun. Pretty much know what they're going to do. So, but here's where the issues are going to come in. 
and these issues will happen. There's no doubt about it in my mind. But it's part of the game, and this is what makes it fun. It makes it interesting, and it will give these owners headaches. But it makes everything, like I said, interesting, fun, and like, oh, crap, what do we do? I want everybody, when you get the chance to look at the draft board, every single name you see on that draft board will be drafted. Unless sometime between now and the draft, uh, someone on one of the owns those players gets hired as a coach. So I'll touch on that quick. All owners have the right to create two players just like players. All staff members, as in head, uh, head coaches, offensive coordinators, and things of that nature, they have the opportunity as well to create two players. So right now the perfect example is the Baltimore Bulls. They have a coordinator in Mighty RX, Max Ball, and TJ Johnson is the owner. Both gentlemen have the right to create two players. I know I have three players total from the two of them. I know a fourth player is coming, I've already been told. I don't have the information just yet. But as a result, all those players by default get to be part of the Baltimore Bulls team because their staff members are on that team. So that gives them four players heading into the draft. If you go look at the owner's page, there's where you will see the team names and who owns the team and any and all players that have been created by those owners. Because as of right now, Baltimore is the only team that has a coordinator. Now, I was given a good question uh, the other day. I think it was by Alex Dar, and I think he had stated to me, uh, what about scouts? If a guy gets hired as a scout for the team, will his players by default have to be on that team? The answer is yes. If you work for a team, you play for that team. This way it keeps all conflict of interest taken out of the game. So that's that's just the case. So owners, if you hire somebody, you're getting their players off the draft board by default. Now the negative with this is, but it's also strategy, if you go look at that draft board right now and say, hmm, I want to hire such and such, and I want to have such and such on my team, but he's not going to be there when I go to pick. Go talk to that particular guy and say, if he'll come work for you, you get his players by default. It could lower the the rounds in the draft, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't care, and I don't think you care, and I don't think anyone else involved cared, as long as all eight owners are getting their teams built, as long as all these players are finding homes, and as long as everyone involved in this league at the end of the day is smiling and having a good old time. Exactly. Damn, I was long-winded. Woo! So, uh, but now, as I was saying, by looking at the draft board, if a guy's on that draft board, he is being drafted, as long as he's not hired as a coach. This means we have a kicker and a punter on that board, for example. Not everybody's interested in kickers and punters. With the extended roster of 14-star players, I think that's going to captivate more interest. But that being said, if it's your pick, on, you're on the board, and the only two positions left are kicker and punter. And you have every intentions of selecting, say, a defensive end. There's no defensive ends on the board. You cannot draft a defensive end at that point. You are now forced to select a player that's on the board. You must select a player that's on the board. But there is a little thing that was brought to my attention. I kind of like the idea. I didn't get a chance to mention this to Ed. Um, and I'm pretty sure the league doesn't care if there's not a vote on this. And I'm pretty sure uh, Kyle Walsh won't mind, because Kyle Walsh himself even yep. told me yesterday 
figure out how we want to do it, I'm good with anything. So here was something that was brought to my attention, Ed. I'm going to run it by you, and I'm going to give you the call on it. And I know now you're like, okay. Oh, yippee. Yippee. This was brought to my attention, and it's a fair statement and a fair question. Uh, A gentleman said he knew the rules. So he said, if it's time to come, then I need to make a pick. And the only thing left is a kicker and punter. May I forfeit the pick? May I forfeit the pick, and it goes to the next guy in, in, in the row. And then he has to make the pick. And I had said this distinctly. I said, well, we'll use the first pick in the draft. It belongs to Boston. Let's just say Boston's on the board, and there's only a kicker and a punter left. And he doesn't want one, and he wants to forfeit the pick. The next one in line, it goes to Baltimore. Baltimore now should have the same right to forfeit the pick if it so desires. So if Baltimore wants to take a player, they may. If Baltimore wants to forfeit like Boston did, they may do that. So for sake of argument, let's say Boston also forfeits. It now goes to the three slot, which is Arizona. Again, let's say Arizona forfeits. Here's the way the rule was mentioned then. Can we forfeit? I then thought about it deeper like this. So here's what I pretty much told the gentleman. I said, if Ed Ritter, he's going to get put on the spot during the show, and he's going to make the decision. If he's okay with whoever's on the board forfeiting, so am I. But everybody thereafter should have the right to forfeit the pick as well. So if it comes back to the original pick who had the pick, now they have no choice but to select. So, I'm good with that. So you know, for those of you who don't quite catch what I'm saying, if Boston wants to forfeit the pick because they're on the board first, if all the other seven teams also forfeit after Boston, Boston now has no choice but to pick because they've come back up on the board. They need to select. This is I'm okay with all it. human players get put on a team in one way, shape, or another. And and then here's the thing. If the first team forfeits and one of those seven teams makes the pick, Boston's off the hook. They're not forced now later when they come back up to take another pick because they will eventually, I'm sure, based on another player that's going to become available. So it's a simple rule. It's easy to understand. It's easy to follow. Um, and my statement to that rule is going to be this. If you're good with that rule, and that rule is going yep. to get installed, that rule can take place at any time during the draft. So if a team's on the board, and we'll use the Boston as one more time as an example, say Boston's only made three picks, but we know the draft's big enough for them to make five picks. But they only want the three for draft strategy, build strategy, whatever their case may be. They may forfeit at any point their pick, and if any team after them, before it come back to them making another pick, picks a player, they're forfeits in the green. They're good. If, if everybody else forfeits, it comes back. Now, the catch with when, when you see a team forfeit, if you want to try and force that team to take a player to screw their build up because that's strategy for your team, obviously you all want to forfeit afterwards. But one of those seven teams could say, oh, I can use this player I'm taking. So there's all kinds of strategy that's going to come into play during this draft, which will make it interesting. So, Ed, Ed Ritter has just said... The law is going to work on certain main roads. So there you go. Not much distance. Oh, not much distance. I think we... Oh, you guys can hear me? Oh, what up, Doug? What up, Ed? <laughs> What's up? I didn't know I was unmuted. Oh, yeah. You can mute me. I'm just listening. You can mute me. Huh? 
I'll mute you, but since you're in the league, and I know you heard what I just said, you like that rule? Yeah, that's fine with me. I figured as much. I figured as much. Mr. Alvin Phenom, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Because like you said, it, it'll make teams think a little bit, you know, because, you know, everybody keeps saying, oh, we got to have some strategy. we got to have this. Well, this is going to put strategy into it real quick. the owners to be available. 
I need the owners to be ready to draft. I need the owners to be able to be in front of their computers or whatever their devices that they use to make their selections. So, again, majority rules. April the 9th will be the IFL draft. Um, I also talked to a few people involved and said to them, we have to pick the right time because I don't want to do the draft too early when some of our owners might be more out west and be behind the clock. Uh, for example, if we did a show at like 6 o'clock, I believe Ramos is in a 3 o'clock time zone at that point, which would be totally ridiculous. Uh, I also didn't want to do the show too late because some people involved might need to be getting up for work Monday morning. So I know Ed and I spoke about it, and the answers are going to be real obvious on this one. If 3 o'clock is ridiculous... If we did the show at uh, the draft at 7 o'clock, it's only 4 o'clock for a guy like Ramos out west. And if we did the show at 8 o'clock, he's now in the 5 o'clock time zone. And if we started bumping it into 9, 10 o'clock area, now we're hurting the people who are on the east coast. So since it's a week and a half notice, then let everyone know now. Sunday, April the 2nd, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or as in... Alan Drum would like to say Eastern Daylight Time, or whatever he calls it, this makes me laugh. Him and I have that argument all the time. Uh, but either way, 8 p.m. Sunday, April the 9th, is when we will have the IFL draft. It'll go live. Um, I'll be honest, right now we're trying to figure out how we want to do it on the platforms. The discussion is Ed and I would fire up TalkShoe. We would fire up TalkShoe and then see if Chris Davis can fire up the YouTube channel because he can go live on the YouTube channel and maybe put the show on speaker through that and you can follow the show on TalkShoe as well as on YouTube so everybody can find the platform they can use to be involved because you'd be able to hear the show at either spot. Then the draft will be simple. Once we get in, we get all eight owners on board, all eight owners involved, we'll start the clock, so to speak. Baltimore would then be on the clock. They'd make their choice. We'll go through the draft order as is. No, Boston. What's that? Boston is on the clock first. What did I say? Not Baltimore. You said Baltimore. It's oh, yeah. Boston. Yeah, Boston. Boston, Liberty. Hey, whatever. I was mentioning Baltimore a couple times there because they'd be the second team in choice. Plus, I mentioned Baltimore with having the coaches because some people were confused how they had four players. Um, we'll have three and the others only have two. Um, okay, so yeah, Boston. Boston would be on the clock. The Liberty. Um, but I'm going to let all owners know now, and I'll also post this with them privately in that window that I have up. Uh, if there's a chance you won't make the live draft, if there's a chance you can't be involved with the live draft, and whatever the case may be, I need you to submit to me your draft board. And what that draft board needs to consist of is two things. One, the round and the position in which you want to fill and then the players in each position, in order of your selection. Like right now, we have, I think it's seven quarterbacks. Yeah, we have seven quarterbacks on the board because, in this case, the right team is Baltimore. Baltimore has a quarterback already on their roster due to one of their staff members. So there are seven quarterbacks that are in the draft, which is why we are accepting no more quarterback apps, no more coach-staff-created quarterbacks. These seven quarterbacks that have joined the league will get drafted by the remaining seven teams. So if you want to pick a quarterback in the first round, 
you put quarterback, and then you give me the list of your quarterbacks on your board in the order in which you find them most interesting. So when your pick rolls around, we will give you by default the highest guy available on your board. Say in round two, you want a corner. The same thing, you got to let me know. You also have to have the, have the backup plan, just for the simple fact of some positions are limited. So if you want a corner, say, in round four, and right now I think there's like only five or six corners at best, maybe even three. Uh, I'm trying to remember who all they are, but I know it's actually not many. If you pick corner in round three or four, and there's no corners left on the board at all, I need to know what direction you want to go. But to avoid all this hassle as an owner, be there. That's all I can say. But I need your draft board. If I don't get your draft board at all and you don't show up, what you're going to get is going to be very, very simple. I'm writing down every position in a hat. I am seriously going to do this. I'm writing down every position in a hat. I'm going to pull the position. Then when I pull the position, I am then going to just randomly, somehow, this is the part I'm unsure on yet, I'm going to just randomly select you a player that's on the board. Um, and that's the best way we're going to be able to do it, because I really don't feel like having to write down every single player's name in each and every position, because an owner doesn't know how to show up, because it's part of his responsibilities. Quite honestly, if an owner doesn't show up, it almost makes me wonder, does he deserve to have the team? So that that will obviously become a discussion for the staff and the other owners if something like that happens on the league's biggest night, draft day. But this is me covering all uh, angles, all situations, you know, putting it out there. So, but either way, we'll make it work. Now, remember, owners, during the draft, you can forfeit a pick at any time. We've already discussed this. Uh, but you must make a pick if no one else picks. After the, if the uh, next seven teams don't pick, you have no choice to make a selection. So it's going to make it interesting. Players that are on the draft board, not to worry. You will be on a team. One way or the other, you will find yourself a home. So it's going to be interesting when a guy has to pick a player in a position he doesn't want. That's what's going to make things funny and entertaining and all shit, <laughs> all at the same time. So uh, we all have our... Uh, Board's ready, I'm sure, owners. But how many of those owners, Ed, do you think are going to get thrown out the window once the draft comes along and they realize, oh, crap, there's no more players left at this position. i got to go a different route. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. That's where you got to set your priorities. Look at that board. Look at that board and say, okay, I need to target this area. Now, I'm going to ask you to think about this as an owner, Ed. Tell me how you would draft this. Uh, I think there is only three corners. I think there's only three corners on the board. So with three corners on the board right now, and you want a corner of precise build in, say, the first round, do you target one of those corners since we're so limited? Or do, oh, you, I would. Target, or do you target the quarterbacks knowing that you're going to get one? Your quarterback's on the draft board, knowing you're going to get one of them. But my no, I, I'm going to target – I'm going to target the corners first because it's limited of what you can get and if right. it's somebody you really want. Because, right. like we said, there's seven quarter, quarterbacks on the list. Somebody's going somewhere. Right. So, but yeah. My point, is, my point is with the quarterbacks, if you don't target a quarterback early, you might not get the build you wanted. Well, that could happen. 
But my thing is, as an owner, would guys target the quarterbacks to get that quarterback bill they want more importantly than the corner? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you can fill in spots, whatever remaining, and this is something some people do not know yet, and I'll say this real quick, all remaining roster spots on the team. So we have a draft right now set up for five rounds. So we'll use Baltimore because they are going to have the most players as of right now. So Baltimore is going to have four human players on the team before the draft and get as many as five players based on the current draft status on their team. That would put them at nine players. You get 14 star players. That leaves them with five empty spots. It's at that point that their staff will get to create the players to put on their team at the positions, create their heights, create their weights. But they will submit six abilities for these players, but tell me which ones they are using because these non-human players will be players that can be released. These are players that can also be traded. These are players that when their contracts run up, they'll enter the free agent pool because if the day comes where we don't quite have enough players to cover all 14 star spots on every team, these will be the players that will be put back into free agent pools that you can pick up. They don't have to always stay with their original creators. You know, like in the case that everybody loves to talk about in another league is a guy named Johnny English. Well, he was created by one gentleman, and I believe he has now played for like four or five different owners because, you know, he, he bounces around because of being released or whatever the case may be. We will have that option here. So owners will get the credit guys. So that's to back to my question. Do you take the corner because they're limited, or do you almost stay clear of them? Because if you don't pick any and you can get other things picked up, maybe you can create the corners to your chosen. I tried to act like Chris Jericho there, and it was a total fail. Uh, but you get to pick, get to create your own corners to your specific specifications. Does it make that more important? You know, And then you go grab that quarterback to avoid the build that you might not like. I mean, I looked over the positions, and, and there's a lot of positions that it's like, man, it don't matter who you pick. You're going to end up being able to create a solid build here. And there's a few other positions. It's like, hmm, I'm curious how owners are going to approach this. So as I said, mm-hmm. put your owner hat on. Now that you've thought about it from both angles, do you still go after that corner because it's limited? There's a build there you want. Let's just say that there's a build sitting right there. It's perfect. Well, then, yeah, him? there's a build there you want. I, I will, yeah. Do you take him? and risk getting a, uh, a weaker quarterback build to your team for specifications, or do you fill the quarterback need first? I'm going after the co- I'm going after the corner. Ooh. But that's me. And because that's honestly, I, honestly, you, 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 you've seen it. You, you've seen it. You can, guys can make quarterbacks and different things work. You know, it's just, you just got to find the right build. If you find the right build, you can put anybody anywhere. It's just, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's just say there's a quarterback sitting there that the six abilities that this particular player has selected, you sit there and you scratch your head talking about. How am I going to do, do, do that? <laughs> Can I get a good build out of this? Uh, and, you, and and let's just say for your own specifications to your play style and your scheme and your playbook, say the answer is no. Do you risk him falling into your lap by taking the corner? You know me. I'm nuts. I'd probably do it. <laughs> I'd do it, and I'd say, hey, I had this plan, but now guess what? I'm going over here now. Be always got to have a backup plan. You always got to have a backup plan. Always. 
and I've known, and I've known by going into, and, and when we do drafts like this, it's kind of got that fantasy football feel. I've learned in fantasy football, I go in with my game plan, I go in with my backup plan, and then I go in with the backup plan to the backup plan. And then there's been times where my plan, backup plan, and the backup plan to the backup plan wasn't enough, and I wasn't prepared. So I just went by the seat of my pants and turned out okay. But, yeah, you always got to have things prepared and, and ready to go. So uh, let's talk about this draft. Boston's sitting there first. They're on the board first. Um, I believe they have created a wide receiver. And I think I'm trying to remember the other position. Do you remember the other they position? Have, corner? They have a wide receiver and a corner. So they created a wide receiver and a corner. That's currently their build. And, ladies and gentlemen, Bo Davis, who is the owner of the Boston Liberty, will not be a kicker in the IFL. He has made himself a corner, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. So he will be a corner here in the IFL. Um, so, with a corner and a wide receiver sitting on your team right now, and you're Boston, you got the very number one pick. Where uh, do you go? You could go anywhere. Right. I mean, well, you, could go, you, you could go get you could go get that quarterback. You can go get this and go get that. You can bookend his corners right away. Uh-huh. And my you could do that. Is, be, be Bo Davis. Be Bo Davis. That's what you have on your team. Where are you going? Honestly, I think he's going corner. I think he's going. I think he wants to bookend them, them corners. Mm. I really do. Should be interesting. Because uh, well, we, we all know we all know how important those corners are. Right. Uh, uh, guess five says go to, go with the quarterback. <laughs> Very good. Oh, good. Yeah. There's so many options. That's what I love. But let's take uh, Baltimore. They're sitting there at number two. Uh, they currently have a uh, wide receiver, uh, a quarterback. Um, I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Oh, hold on for this. Uh uh, Boston. We're talking about Boston, Chris. Boston has a corner because Bo Davis, the owner, is a corner. And we were talking about where he goes with his first pick. Oh, you're welcome. And Ed was stating, Ed was stating, hey, if you already got the one corner, take the second corner and book in your corners because the nah, corners are nah. currently sitting on the draft board. But yeah, getting back to getting back to Baltimore. Yeah, they have a quarterback, a halfback, and a strong safety. And I was also given the heads up that I believe it'll be a defensive tackle who will be joining that team before the draft. So if that if that's correct, and you're Baltimore sitting there number two, and let's just say, let's just say they went uh, corner like you think Boston will, with Baltimore having a quarterback, a halfback, and a strong safety. Again, Baltimore with the D tackle adding in there. Baltimore could go almost in any direction. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's pretty familiar with TJ as an owner. Where do you see TJ going at that point? Ooh. I mean, because me, I think the way he loves to throw the ball and has run three wide receiver sets. That's what I was thinking, wide receiver. Sets, I'm thinking wide receiver is clearly the direction he would be going. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking, wide receiver. We're throwing these things out there, ladies and gentlemen, to get owners thinking. Yes, we will. That's what we're doing to set it up. <laughs> so, so you can sit there and uh, think as another owner, oh, I'm picking before them. I'm picking ahead of them. How do I want to figure this out? How do I want to do this? 
And I'm sure as we're saying, you know, saying, well, this is what we'll do. This is what we think they're going to do. You know, there's owners listening to this going, damn it. They're letting everybody know what I'm doing. That's <laughs> uh, fun stuff. And well, and well, then that changed their mind. Well, they didn't change that. I'm not going to, no. They said that. I'm not doing it now. I'm telling there's going to be an owner that will do that. Right. It's going to make it interesting. Uh, I'm not going to go completely in through the draft, but, you know, like uh, Arizona's picking third. They have a corner and a wide receiver on their team. Of course, they can go any direction. And with the bookend, the corner idea, say Boston doesn't, Arizona could possibly do it at that spot. You know, I mean, it's so, so mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. I know. Uh, on, uh, I, I know there's been several questions brought up. I don't know if we've have addressed it or not. I've had a couple people reach out to me, and I told them I would get back to them after I talked to you and ever else. Our guys, players, going to be able to be drafted to multiple teams. That was the biggest question, and I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with his, you know, guy's offensive player being on one team and his defense player being on another. I don't care. What do you think? I'm with it. Okay. Now, also, I know we've been talking about the draft privately, me and you. Uh, Are we sticking to what we discussed where guys will draft a guy but does, do not have to say what tier he's in yet until after they finalize the contract. Right. During, Make the, sure draft, you... You just, during the draft, you name the player and the position. You now own his rights. He's not yours. Let's understand that. That's where we're bringing realism in, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to get to that here in a bit, and I might have forgot. Uh, you own his rights. The only way he becomes a full-fledged member of your team is if he signs and agrees to a contract. All players will be agreeing to contracts in this league. If you take the opportunity to look at the rule book, okay, in the rule book, you know, we have in there the fact that it states on uh, contracts. Contracts will be anywhere between one to three seasons. Contracts will then also have the ability and the set, um, sorry, the tier and the set number of abilities. You have to get the players to agree to a contract so you can legally sign him. It is at that point. And the same goes with the current players that have been created. I know I was sent information I didn't quite need yet, and I'll end up needing that information already sent. Uh, But that's when you submit the player's contract with his tier, his abilities that are now going to be used, as well as his body type, his skin tone, his equipment. All that stuff's going to be submitted at the time of contract. I will then need the player to... Submit to me, yes, I agree to said contract. Uh, and that's where I'm going to do my best here to put together the uh, list of players with their uh, Slack name and put it all together. I know someone asked me if we were going to create private team channels. Uh, to me, there was no purpose for a private team channel, but if an owner feels the need to create his own team channel for his team, go for it. Um, and then, like I said, we'll get the guys put on the board. I know someone asked me simply about my particular player on the board. Uh, can you be drafted? Yeah, that's why I'm on the draft board. Any team may select my guy. Just because I'm staff, you can select my guy. I can't be involved in your staff, though. I can't know the ins and outs of the team 
because I know the ins and outs of the other teams because of me putting together the editor and things like that, it makes it an unfair situation. But I have a player in the team league just so I can enjoy watching games. I'll throw this. I'll throw this out there. I have two players. I am staffing the as far as the league goes, but I don't know what everybody else. You know, like Dougie. You know, he's doing the hexing and this and that and this. So I can be on somebody's staff. And you know, I have experience. This is true. Ed's not part of the. No, that might not be something people didn't know. Ed is not part of the ins and outs of the league when it comes to playbooks, builds, abilities. He will not have the four one one on that. He's involved when decisions need to be made, things need to be discussed, the more important stuff like that. But he's not privy to those things. So yes, and yes, I am looking at the the draft board, and we do only have three corners in the draft right now: Joe Starr, C.J. Coates, and Charlie Monk. And I kind of like nice. all three gentlemen's ability selections. Uh, we have two free safeties. I, so I, ha- I, ha- I have to do it just because he's not here right now and because, uh-huh. you know, I don't care what my other kids say. He's my favorite. Joe Starr is my son, is Dwayne's, one of my sons. So, yeah, yeah he's he's all excited about being being in the league of his quarterback, Dwayne Ritter, and his, as his corner, Joe Starr. And I can tell everybody now, his players, he picked their builds, what they look. He picked their abilities. He did everything himself. He picked it out. He even come up with a way to name the guys, everything. And I'll tell you guys this, just because everybody get a laugh out of this, because this is how crazy my son is. Joe Starr is named after Joe Theismann and Bart Starr. So he put them together and called him Joe Starr and made him a corner. So you. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's I, I, so say because I know we got some, uh, some other younger kids in here too. Because I know I think Alan's got got some younger kids to join, and we got it. I want to see what these younger guys do. It's gonna be interesting to see how their minds work and how they pick what their players are going to use and what they're not going to use. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to mention this because we mentioned the quarterback situation. There is also seven tailbacks that are on the draft board. Same seven, nice. Same situation with the tailbacks we have with the quarterbacks. No more applications are being accepted to those positions because with eight teams, we only need eight. We have a quarterback already on a team. We have a tailback already on a team due to owner creation or staff member creation within a team, which means now those particular gentlemen who applied for those two positions, they now will be drafted. So owners, look at the draft board. Of those 14 names, those seven quarterbacks and those seven running backs, your player's sitting there. It's just a matter of who. And that's mm-hmm. what, to me, that's going to make the draft interesting because if you're going to build your team around a passing game, you're going to target that uh, quarterback first. If you're going to be more of a running team, you're probably going to target that running back first. Or you might have that owner who just wasn't thinking and he went a totally different direction first and then ends up getting the other guys falling in his lap. You never know. Right. Um, remember, we have some guys who are totally unfamiliar with running teams. We have some guys who have some experience in working with teams, uh, but it's those guys that have never done it. I'm the most curious about what direction they go, how they build their teams. So it's going to be fun. But, yeah, April the 9th, 8 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Like I said, if we can make it a combination, we'll be on TalkShoot and YouTube at the same time. 
so people can use all platforms to be involved and listen to the draft. Um, Sweet. And again, when you make a selection, you're going to send it to me over Slack. i got to make sure I point that out because guys weren't unaware. Send it to me over Slack. I will then make the announcement that such such team has now selected the player and his position. I'll probably even throw out his height and weight and his, his college because we have all that information available. And at that point, then I'll announce the next team's on the clock. Then the owner needs to reach out to the player. That's why I said I need to do my best to go online and put the uh, Slack name together with all the team, uh, all the players, so it's easy for owners to reach out to them later. But players, if you're selected and I screw that up or mess it up or for some reason just totally have a total brain fart between now and then and never get it done, um, contact the owners that pick you yourself and say, hey, you picked me, I'm such and such. Then a contract needs to be agreed upon, you know. Um, but here's the problem, and I didn't point this out. If you can't find an agreement, that player is going to pretty much be in the holdout phase because we will have holdout options. Thing is, he just won't get to play. He won't be a part of the team that year unless the owner wants to trade away his rights to another team, or whether it be a different player or draft picks next season or whatever the case may be. You can do this. So as a player, my thing is, why would you join the league just to hold out? It makes no sense. You know, it, to me, I'd want to be a part of a team and enjoy the league. You know, there's only eight teams. You don't know what the eight teams are going to do. Don't get all well, a plan for certain owners or anything. Enjoy the game. Yeah, you know, but you know what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna play into that? There's a lot of guys. You know, maybe some of these newer guys that don't know. You know, they've probably heard people talk about gold, bronze, you know, all that, and they're thinking, oh, got to be a gold. I got to be a gold, or it won't be any good. That's not the case here. We have seen owners turn bronze, silver, you know, into, you know, superstars. So you just, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a gold. You just got to hope your owner knows what he's doing. Right. I mean, we just had Alvin Phenom on the call there a minute ago. Uh, He's doing very well with a bronze quarterback, you know. It's just a matter of the right build, right setup, the right system. I mean, you can have the right uh-huh. playbook, but create the wrong player. You can have the right player, but the wrong playbook. You got to get the right combination. Right. You know? And that's where some of these newer owners and guys who've never done staff anywhere else, they're going to be the dark horses. What are, what can they do? And the thing is, they're going to come in and probably be. Well, there's only three options. They're either going to be really good, really bad, or in the middle. But uh, I can't see the middle happening for the newer guys. I just can't. They're either going to be really good or not, in my opinion. But it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. I know I'm going to throw this out here because somebody had asked me if we're going to expand the league next season. Real simple. Eight teams this year. We're going to see how it flows. We're going to see how it works. We're going to see how many hiccups we have. We're going to see how much of a pain the behind it is for me on a personal level, putting together the hexing and the editors and all that other shit. If it's not as bad as we think, yes, we will expand next season. Then the question came, is it going to be the 10, 12, 14? What's it going to be? Um, if we have the interest and the interest is there, I am willing to take it all the way to 16. But I'm willing to say right here live on this show, the IFL will never pass 16 teams. That will never happen. 16 teams will always be the max that we can get to. But as to how many we can expand to remains to be seen because we're not even thinking about that yet. 
I mean, I'm not even thinking about week one, and I'm only on the draft because the schedule will be released uh, eventually here. Uh, we could actually probably do that at any time, slap together an eight-week, fourteen-week uh, schedule for these eight teams. But we're mm-hmm. focused on building the rosters right now and things we- of that nature. But yeah. here's the goal. Here is the goal, so owners know this. I want to put the schedule together and do a podcast to release the schedule before the draft. Why would I want to do that? Because you might want to go into week one and make an impact. So to make an impact on week one, you might draft countering what your week one opponent's doing. I mean, that's just insane for one individual game. But you know what? If you can make an impact in week one, it makes people step back and say, holy crap, your confidence goes up as an owner. And you might get more involved than you thought you were going to be. And now your team is now going to go hit a whole new level just over the simple fact you prepared from week one to come out like a goddamn machine and you're kicking behind. So so there we go. The draft is on the uh, 9th, and I'm hoping to release the schedule before that. Um, Like I said, it's just a matter of me sitting down and generating it. But it can be released. We'll do a little show on it, and we'll talk about it. And we'll just get into the the week one matchups and – you know, and let everybody know the way the schedule is going to be. There's eight teams, 14 weeks. You're going to play everybody twice. So it's not like, oh, my, you're playing this team twice, this team once. You're only paying half of this division and a quarter of that conference. This is going to be none of that crap. You know, you're playing every single person twice. Every team yep. plays every Once team. at home and once on the road. Real simple. So it's going to make it very entertaining. And uh, the one thing I knew, and one owner was on the ball with it, uh, he had stated to me, he goes, so will week one be the same as week eight? Will week two be the same as week nine? Uh, no, <laughs> that won't be. Um, I'm actually going to use a schedule generator that I have, and that generator, I've messed with it already. I've seen them generate, uh, and I just put in team one through eight. I've seen team one be at team eight in week, week one, and in week four, team eight's at team one. I've seen that, cool. and then I've generated it again, and now they play in week one and week nine. It's all over the place. You know, it's just, it just it varies. So it'll be where the thing gets generated to. I'm not manually doing it. I'm not picking and choosing who's going to play who. I want to use, like, the wheel decision or that wheel decide that we use for the draft. I want to use something like that. So there's schedule generators out there, and I'm going to get one. And boom, there we go. And uh, like I said, we'll do a little show. Mentioning week one and who plays who, and then I'll uh, post the whole schedule on the website so guys have it. And on that website is where I will update the scores at the end of each week, too, so you can see it. And, uh, you know, going off the, the track of the draft, stats. The IFL is not going buck crazy with stats. We're not going to pay hundreds of dollars for someone to keep track of stats for us when we can do it with our own hands. Um, if we're free, everything's free. Uh, but we're not going buck crazy. We're going to record the main stats and the main stats only. If we can find somebody who's willing to go even more in-depth in stats, maybe we'll go in deeper in stats. But as of right now, it's just going to be individual player stats that matter, like receivers. His numbers are going to be simple. His receptions, his yards, his average, his touchdowns. That's about what a receiver is going to have kept for him. Um, same thing for the other positions. And then we're going to keep track of total offense, total defense, and things of that nature. Uh, efficiencies, they're not going to be counted. Quarterback ratings, not going to be 
you know, worked on. It's just too much to do manually, but we will manually cover the most important stuff. So, and if you think a particular statistic is important that you don't think we might cover manually, please send me a message. Tell me the stat you'd like to see, you know, recovered and taken care of and why, and then maybe that's what we'll do. We'll throw that in there as well. So, just, you know, we're going to work with the league on getting what things done that we need to get done. Uh, so, yeah, I just told uh, Ramos on our Slack, he said the Las Vegas Raiders don't sound right. I agree with him 100%. But he's wondering if the Las Vegas Raiders will have a following. The answer is clearly yes. Oh, yeah, they will. Because the Raiders, in my opinion, not because it's my team, because I believe it. And there's a few players or teams to me that fall in this category, and that is they travel well, meaning they have fans all over the country. And to me, uh, the big three, to me the big three in the NFL are the Steelers, the Cowboys, and the Raiders. I think they have the best fan following across the country. Regardless of where you live, you find you know fans of those three teams in your area. I can tell you right now, because since they are my favorite team, the Browns are up there too, because they have fans all over the world. And I have legitimately talked to fans from other countries. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just fans of every team in every country. There's no question about that. There's absolutely no question about that. I'm just saying based on, you know, as a whole, I mean, I'm not afraid to go on the air and say, hey, if the Raiders didn't exist, I just might end up being a Browns fan. You know, I always liked the Browns when I was a kid and, and what have you. But uh, I'm just saying, where I live, I know one Browns fan, just one, and that's my uncle. And the whole time I grew up, he was a Washington fan. Out of nowhere, one day, it's no longer like them. He's a Browns fan. <laughs> He's now a Browns fan. Like, what the world? You know, I, it just it was like out of nowhere. It made no sense. Um, well, I'm so, going to interrupt your little yeah. thing here because we had a question in the chat. And I figured you'd be able to answer this better than I can because we really haven't talked about this. Maybe you've been thinking about it. But my magic, which is Alex, says, uh, can you move up in tier if you perform well as a player? It's up to the team you play for. It's up to you in signing contracts. Simple. Once you're a contract, if you get signed, say, we'll just go all the way to the bottom. Nobody's going to do this. And if someone does this, I'm going to be completely shocked. But if someone signs, uh, Alex is a quarterback. He's going to be in the draft as a quarterback. Let's just say he gets picked up in the draft and he's made a copper. That's my point. I don't think anybody's going to do something like that. But let's just say he's made a copper and he signs a two-year deal. When his two-year contract is up, he can renew a contract with the team he's with to become a bronze, then become a silver, then become a gold. He can go straight from silver down to bronze up to gold. It's going to be all a matter of what the team you're going to play for once and what you're willing to agree to. You're not stuck at any tier just for the length of your contract only. Makes sense. So basically, so yeah. So basically, what he's trying to say is, if you sign a two-year deal, you're at that tier for that two years. Yes. And, and then not. after that, then after yeah. Or if you sign the three, if you're nuts and sign a three-year deal, you're at that position. You're at that tier for three years. Then the next year, renegotiate if you're with the same team, and then they can move you wherever they want. So. All right. Cool. He said, gotcha. All right. What else? Anything else we need to cover? I don't know. So we do have to draft. 
try to cover the contract situation, make sure owners know to submit their big board if they're not going to be there or things are just going to be done at random for them. Um, I'm okay with this as an example, too, when it comes to owners. Uh, Baltimore has a coordinator. If for some reason T.J. Johnson can't be there, I will then default the, to the picking to Max Paul if no one has a problem with something like that since he's part of the staff and he would have pretty much the team blueprint, you would assume. Chris wants, Chris Davis wants us to keep going with the rest of the teams in the draft situation. I would love to keep going and talking, but in about three or four minutes, i got to head out the door to the bus stop to get my son. Oh, and not to worry. Once Now that we have the draft uh, day announced and everything else set up, this draft discussion, I think, is going to take up heat on our Slack. Uh, and if guys are interested in something like that, I'm down with putting together a little roundtable-type podcast um, and setting it up to where we can discuss each team's direction and where they're going to go. Um, and I'm hoping we get that NFL feel. I'm hoping teams start mentioning things and discussing things. If you're a player and you're spoken to, don't be afraid to leak the information. Because just to tell you now, you might be getting smoke, talked to as a smoke screen. That's the kind of shit I want to see right now. Well, I, we have it. We had one. Uh, uh, Cody uh, posted that he has been in contact with one team for his quarterback, and that's it. Right. Question is, is Cody willing to reveal who that team was? No. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff I want to see right now. I want to see the discussion. I want to see the hype. I, Wait, I can, I, I can throw it out there because yeah. a certain person called me and asked me what he thought. Because I'm not going to lie, uh, Mr. Bo Davis is nervous about being it, so he reached out to me. He says, "I know you have experience doing this." He says, "Can I pick your brain in this net?" So he's been picking my brain, and he contacted me, told me he was talking to Cody. There you go. Which is interesting because you know. I thought for sure he'd be talking. He'd be talking, talking to the corners to you know book in them corners. Because I keep telling, I told him because I flat out told him I said if it was me, that's what I'm doing. So I'm booking in my corner. I'll get my quarter later. He so goes, he yeah, but we get, brain, get, went and talked to a quarterback so. instead. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, everything Ed's telling us could be a lie. It could be a smoke screen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <the>, what? The, <laughs> hey, all I could do is tell you what Bo tells me. I love it. But that's the kind of stuff I want to see discussed because, let's be honest, this is the first real draft during this type of game that we are doing that any of us are going to be exposed to where players actually have a true value. Go look at those seven quarterbacks since we mentioned them. You can easily put those seven quarterbacks in an honest, fair value position based on team scheme or builds and things of that nature. Oh, based on yeah, based on how big you know their size, their weight, based on what abilities they have. Heck yeah. Because we don't have the option of oh, I'm going to pick you and put you on my team because you're active, and then when the draft's over, say hey, what position do you want to play? That's just stupid. We don't have the oh, you're going to play a quarterback. Great, I'm going to pick you, and then when the draft's over. Uh, I get to pick what you're going to be top to bottom, every freaking thing, and build you precisely to the way I want. In real life, you don't get that option. When kids come out of college, they have precise things that make them good and things that make them bad, and then it's the team's choice to pick that guy and then channel certain things to thrive on to use him. So that's why everybody coming out of, quote-unquote, college at the age of 21, supposedly, you have six things that they're good at 
and then you get to pick and choose of those six things which ones you want to really use on that player, and then the rest is going to be history. And the only way, I'm letting all players know, the only way you'll get to use all six of your chosen abilities is if you are made a six-ability gold. That's it. That's the only way to get it. And that's a whole other discussion we'll get into. Will teams make six-player goals? You know, we'll get into that. I want to set up another podcast. I'll get together with you uh, later here today because I know you got to go pick up the youngin. Um, and I'm going to get some things taken care of here. So uh, I'll put the announcement on Slack when the draft is. Uh, we'll set up a podcast for draft discussion. We're going to set up another podcast for the schedule. This is already the third IFL, the third inside the IFL show in a week. So these shows are popping out quick. Um, we're going to have another two shows that are going to come up before the draft. So we will have three more uh, inside the IFLs clearly before April the 9th, maybe more. So if anyone in the chat is confused about anything, I'm willing to mention it. Even if Ed's got to go, I'm willing to cover it. Uh, if Ed's good to go, we can put this one to bed. I'll make the announcement on Slack for those who forgot about the podcast since I was too stupid to get home in time and announce it again. April the ninth. Oh, I'm hearing music now. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was headed out the door. Have my eighties. Gotta listen to my eighties music. Gotta <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Gotta remember, ladies and gentlemen, Ed is elderly. He is already on the other side of the hill. Um <laughs> Dude, what? Hey, I'm only forty three. I'm not that old. Because I've been take. married, yeah. That's because I've been married almost twenty-two years. I have four kids, and hey, you gotta let me pick on you while I can. Cause I only have four more months to pick on you, and then I hit the forty age. So <laughs> once I hit forty, I have to season it. This all comes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? You're not forty yet, so you can pick on me all you want, huh? Yep. I see. Once forty hits, shut the hell up. <laughs> <sighs> Can't help it. I'm old. Even my even my own kids pick on me. If you're old, Dad, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not that old. Yeah, I remember everybody used to say, you're only as old as you feel. And I used to wake up every day, not even but two, three years ago. Well, in that case, I feel like I'm about 100. Yeah, I'm saying, I'd wake up two, three years ago feeling good, feeling great. My mind is always young. Like right now, I still feel young in the head. But when I get up in the morning, I can barely move. The back is stiff. The toes are numb. And it's uh, horrible. I go through the uh, almost all day. <laughs> I'm I'm the same way. Right now, my mind is I'm as bad as my nine-year-olds, man. I'm I swear to God. <laughs> but my body, might as well forget it. Yeah. Knees are shot, back shot. I, I mean, arthritis everywhere. Yeah, I'm just old. And with my medical issues, I got the I got like I said the, the freaking feels like toes are always asleep and numb. Pain in the back, the foot, the ankle area, the heel, uh, in the knee. They just feel like they want to buckle. And more recently, over the last week, on the upper part of the hips now, I really start to ache. And it's just like, oh. and I'm you are falling apart. And I'm a guy well that way. It's making it that much more worse. But since I've been uh, doing the job I've been doing, I have steadily lost uh, weight every week. So it's working. You know, Good. There. But, uh, But anyway, back to track. April the 9th, 8 p.m. Uh, it's definitely going to be on YouTube. Like I said, I'm going to see if Mr. Davis can 
run it with us live on uh, YouTube. So we'll have talk show and YouTube going at the same time so you can fit either platform. Um, we'll make the announcements. April the 5th is the last time anyone can apply. So once that clock hits midnight into April the 6th, which will be a Thursday, no more applications will be accepted. So get your friends in, get your family members in, get your wives in, get your brothers, your sisters, your siblings. Yeah, pull, pull not going to happen. <laughs> get anyone you can to join the league, get them to create a player or two players. They have the right for both. Uh, set it up, uh, and we're going to get things popping and, and going. Uh, I'm hoping well, I'm, people show up. They're still afraid to show up, and it's bothering me. I'm down here at the bus stop, so I'm going to have to get off here. And uh, so, yeah. Let me know when we're going to do this. do the next one. Yes, indeed, we will. Like I said, we'll get on a schedule thing, and then we'll start creating the, the draft uh, hype shows and whatever, and maybe we can get some people on to talk about their teams. Who knows? Uh, all right. All right. I'll let you uh, sit there and wait for the kid. And, uh, all right. What's going on? All right, buddy. All right, man. All right. Later. All right. All right, everybody. That was uh, Ed Ritter getting off the call. He's at the bus stop for his child. I'm going to go take care of some things myself. Uh, April the 9th. Uh, which will be Sunday, 13 days from yesterday, will be the draft. Um, if you have any questions as a player or an owner that I might not have covered, just easily send me a message on Slack. I'll cover it. Um, if I can't explain it properly, you can always give me a call. Slack has the phone option. I also have a phone number. There's a way of getting in communication. We'll get things covered. We'll get things figured out. But it's going to be a fun time. And players, if you're on the board, you will get on a team. It doesn't matter your position. You will be on a team. So, you know, kickers and punters always becomes the hot topic. We have one kicker and one punter on our draft board. Those two players will be on a team. Simple as that. Uh, so, remember, owners, check out your quarterbacks, your running backs. There's only seven of each that are on the board. You have the uh, choice of picking from those guys only. These are the only guys that will be on the board the rest of the way. They are your only options. So you might want to look into that. Uh, so for Ed, anyone who's joined us in the chat, uh, and all those who will listen to the playback, appreciate it. That's why we get to do these shows and why we get to have the IFL. Um, so we're going to have some fun uh, with this league. And we're, we're almost there. Uh, once the draft happens, it's just going to be a matter of me taking the time to put together the editor once all contracts come in. And we'll cover that, too, because once the draft's done, I'm going to have another podcast when all contracts need to be submitted by so I can get to work on everything. Uh, once everything's up, done, and ready, I'm going to run some tests. I'm going to give Chris Davis the, the file so he can run some tests because he's going to be our streamer. And once we realize all the kinks are played, because we'll, we'll run some games, you can see if there's any mistakes with your team or players. At that point, we'll make the final adjustments, and then we'll get the league going. But once we all get the green light from all eight owners saying, yeah, that looks good, that looks good, players are on board, the league will start. There will be no going into the editor and fixing anything. That's what the games will be for prior to, to set that up. The only thing we'll change after that is playbooks. So uh, be on the lookout for the schedule release show. Be on the lookout for the draft hype shows between now and then. And then, you know, we're going to keep popping until the draft on the ninth. So uh, for everybody involved, appreciate it. Doug Bruce, Inside the SFL, we're out.